Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Ruts corridors of Wall Street to the lords of the City of London. From the gold markets of the Pacific Rim and the Far East comes V, the guerrilla economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the Guerrilla Economist. Helping the world understand, prepare, and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the Guerrilla Economist at roguemoney.net. Spelled R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E-Y. Oh my god, Siege. I'm hiding from that Chinese balloon. I'm so thankful they finally blew it up, man. Well, I was going to ask if we could we could uh, jump in our bunker and, and do the live stream was... today and... Break out some cat food, you know. Oh my god, I was ready to go into the bunker, man. I was, oh my god. <laughs> See, I was so terrified, man. I was, I was worried that they might drop a nuke on us, man, <laughs> from, from the balloon, you know. Well, it's okay because according to the Defense Department and uh, a lot of the other institutions of the government, we can survive a, a, a nuclear attack. We can, you know, I think they said if you get in the bathtub, uh, maybe put a mattress over it, that that the nuclear bomb, you maybe not be exposed to anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. I, I, I heard that if you, you first things you got to do, you got to get into the tub with you, your entire family, just everybody, just get into a tub. Or if you have a big enough kitchen sink, get into the kitchen sink. Use a mattress, preferably the, those uh, foam varieties you get that's in a box that can unfold. And they, you know, those foam varieties. And you, but before any of that, you have to make sure you're wearing depends. <laughs> okay depends yeah. you got to put the depends on while you're in the bathtub and you got to make sure the water the bathtub is filled with water because that helps the radiation siege i don't know if you knew that you know i figured that much um but i i wasn't certain uh the only thing i'm i'm concerned about v is that like will my my summer tan look the same or, or will i just be fried no, to a actually, crisp? Would, would my would my tan you know, still be the same color and all that. I mean, well, here's the good news about nuclear war siege. Okay, is your tan will be infinitely better. Mm. Okay, and because not only will you have a nicer, crispier tan, but you'd also have the ability to glow in the dark, which is a true like it's a double it's a double benefit. I like you know? it. I like it. And, and and you know what the thing is, siege that I love most about the Chinese balloon. What's that be? I love the fact that the Chinese balloon, something that was a, a, approximately 200 feet in circumference. Okay, so in, in other words, this is a you want to talk about a blip on a radar screen. This would be it, right, Siege? It, yeah, it could be. I mean, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, this could have been the 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 blip on the screen. And it moved at a very fast pace. It was probably moving anywhere between 15 to 20 miles per hour. Extremely fast. 
you know, extremely fast, right? <laughs> I mean, it was difficult to track me. It was very extremely difficult. difficult to track. And the damn thing spent days flying over the United States. Days flying over the United States. It went directly over uh, one of our, our main Air Force bases in uh, Missouri, okay, uh, where we keep our vaunted B-2 Spirit Stealth Bomber. Oh, yeah. We also have a, a, a squadron of F-22 uh, Craptors over there. And, of course, the vaunted F-35 um, uh, Lightning uh, Budget. Because your budget is gone in, 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 in the flash of a lightning, all the money's gone, and this is how the uh, the Pentagon cannot aqu- uh, account for over two point three trillion dollars. And here is the thing, Siege: the most vaunted military in, in in the world, the greatest, most powerful superpower. We're so super, we're super, we're like Super Saiyan, bro. We're like Dragon Ball Z level of superpower. That's what America is, and we couldn't shoot down a balloon. And people are like, well, v, we, you know, we shot it down with an F-22, you know, at, uh, off the coast of South Carolina. After several failed attempts, my friend, we were finally able to shoot it down with an AIM-9X, which is a heat-seeking missile, for those that don't know. So the way they did it is they'd have, after firing off a few of these AIM-9Xs, finally one of them hit. Now imagine if we could have shoot down a Chinese weather balloon as... And we couldn't even track the damn thing as it was making its its way into the continent of the United States. What what are our chances against a Russian hypersonic siege? Oh gosh, I would say not good. Not what good are, at all. B. What are good. what are our chances of a Chinese hypersonic? Mm, game over. Game over. And this is what I want to drive home to you guys. Okay, we're not what we say we are. And every single person who is a trusted expert in this subject matter within the United States is gravely miseducated. And I think Andre Martinov said it best. They were gravely miseducated in that regard. Just like our economy. Okay. See, I, I was looking at job openings in like in Shanghai, in Shenzhen, and in Beijing. Not because that you and I, Siege, are going to go work there, you know. But all the factories that were there in Shenzhen, in Shanghai, in Guangzhou, and in fact, if you even look at like factory openings, right? Exactly. Yep. How many freaking fighter planes, right? But if we, if you look at how many job openings are also in Russia, guess what the job positions are, are for? Industrial jobs, machining, tooling, right? Uh, I mean, you name it. And there's a perfect weather balloon right there walking with a can. She is a perfect example of a weather balloon. Somebody fly her up the atmosphere. It's on the ground. She's brave and courageous. You know? So, so here's the thing, right? We had a weather balloon come all the way into this country. Nothing happened, right? So back to the job thing. So those job openings for machining, tooling, and whatnot. When you look at job openings here in the United States, what guess what are they for, Siege? What's that, V? Uh, fast food service and retail jobs. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then when you have some uh, some other job openings, it could be in finance, which is basically you know fraudulent economic work. 
So when you deep dive into how bad and how fraudulent the economy is and how fake it is, it's not real. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. Like I said it before, years ago I said 50% of the GDP numbers are just reshuffled debt. It means nothing. We don't have this economic kind of production. Same thing goes for warfare. This is why we are running out of supplies with no capacity to increase those supplies of, 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 of ammunition, of, of tanks, of HIMARS, of rockets, of javelins, and any other wonder waffens we can come up with that the media and the marketing uh, agencies will spend. Don't have it. And this Chinese balloon was an eye-opener. And, and here's the thing, folks. I don't care if it was a spy balloon. I really don't think it was. It's probably more, more than anything. It's probably a weather balloon that got off track. But the point of the matter is this. We're not able to do anything about it. Think about that. And that's the whole thing. And, uh, you know, Vels, I see you there. It says, uh, you know, the could have a UAV shoot it. No, we don't have a UAV that can loiter that high. That balloon was at 65,000 feet. There's no UAV, not even... And the only UAV, UAV that, that we have that can fly that high or close to that level is the Global Hawk. And the Global Hawk has no offensive capability. So we're SOL there as well. Our little Predator drones are typically carrying Hellfire missiles, maybe Sidewinders. Sidewinders have, uh, 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 and not even the newer AIM-9Xs, which are you know carried exclusively by F-22s because, and F-35s, because they are, they are also queued in and synced with helmet sighting, um, you know, with helmet sighting to be able to shoot. So there's no offensive, there's really no UAV, UAVs with air-to-air capabilities, any of them in our arsenal. That's even fieldable. We might have one or two, maybe that they're experimenting on, working on, but it's nowhere near where this balloon was. Just, right. This balloon. Well, and, there, and there's very much a chance to be that they, they, you know, they could allow this uh, balloon to continue uh, the they trajectory uh, just yeah. out, of, out of being able to leverage it for, for fear in the American people in regards to China. That, yeah. you know, because you, you watched all the mainstream media, you know, jump into it, you know, Fox, CNN, they all brought in their experts that, you know, really, we shouldn't do anything at this point because, you know, you never know. There could be a payload on on, on that balloon. Be it could it could drop a, an EMP or, or, or a nuclear bomb. So so we shouldn't be doing that. But the fear that they were able, able to leverage, you know, through oh, that yeah. time period, I think, was the goal oh, was was complete the goal to begin the process of, you know, uh, putting China in the crosshairs and saying, look, you know, they're they're the aggressors. They you know, they did this knowing knowing darn well that these balloons, I believe it was last reported that. That three had overpassed the United States when 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 Trump was in office, right? That's what they're that's what they're claiming. Uh, I think it backfired because now you're hearing everybody saying, "Well, why didn't they do anything about it? Why did they Why did they wait so long?" So I think it was pretty much leveraged for propaganda reasons. Um, so in that event, to the American people who uh, who still believe certain certain things were were, were a threat, weapons of mass destruction, uh, Al Qaeda, ISIS, uh, COVID, uh, and now the Chinese balloon mission accomplished. Yeah. Sue is right. Yeah, we are fudged all the way around. That is correct. Um, Biden sucks up, says the best. We identify as having a strong military. Yes, it's one of our pronouns. One of our pronouns is strong military. Absolutely. Siege, with that being said, what do we have on the radar screen? 
No pun intended. Well, it's it's something that we we need to consider because we've been talking V quite a bit about uh, expats and and looking at different. You mean areas like Tom of... Brady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, just in regards to uh, areas to 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 relocate to uh, potentially in the event, and and there's something that is taking shape because you you have to remember through the era of of, of COVID with all the mandates, you witnessed. You know, not only, uh, you know, uh, liberal type uh, communities, but also uh, conservative as well that, that implemented. I know here in our state, our, our governor signed up for all these mandates and there's a consensus out there, V, that there's a potential here to really not necessarily give up some sovereignty in regards to the World Health Organization. But they use these buzzwords like, you know, consensus and, and global policy. And we just sure. need to be we, we need to be mindful of that. And um, uh, Kim Iverson and Whitney Webb uh, had an honest and a great conversation in regards to uh, the new director of the World Health Organization and his background. And I think we need to expose this because start the alarm bells now. So so if there's any country that signs on to the WHO program and says, yes, we will we will be in compliance for the next pandemic, we will we will fall in line. I think we need to be fully aware of what the potential of that looks like. So parts of this are are a little bit lengthy. I will try to yeah. forward through uh, some of it. So uh, so p- please be patient. Uh, but this is there's an article out as well, but there's no need of hashing out the article when they kind of break it down. So here we go. Of unnecessary deaths and, of course, a lot of controversy around figures like Anthony Fauci back at that period of time. And, of course, um, You know, a lot more people are familiar with Fauci and his style now, but a lot of those same actors were back there in the 1980s and have since, uh, you know, been in different positions um, since then. So the Wellcome Trust is intimately linked and has been for a very long time with Big Pharma, particularly in the United Kingdom. And it's one of it's the biggest funder of medical research in the UK and one of the biggest ones in the world. I would say, you know, uh, they're up there with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in terms of their influence, but the Wellcome Trust isn't nearly as notorious as, you know, Bill Gates is in terms of his influence over uh, public health policy. But, uh, and and I think people have sort of ignored the Wellcome Trust to our detriment, especially when we're looking at how, um, if these new, um, this uh, what is essentially a power grab by the World Health Organization, if that uh, gets put into force, then Jeremy Farrar will have uh, essentially total authority to uh, impose upon member states of the World Health Organization uh, what uh, medical responses they would have to implement in the event of another um, pandemic or um, you know something of international concern declared by the WHO, which they could do essentially unilaterally, uh, unilaterally if this gets pushed through. And what is particularly concerning to me about Jeremy Farrar is what he views as innovation. So we recently heard at the World Economic Forum, um, which Farrar collaborates with closely, you had Tony Blair saying there's going to be a whole new generation of of vaccines and injectables and talked about the ongoing need for vaccine passports. Well, Jeremy Farrar has very much been at the forefront of pushing the envelope of what vaccines should be, uh, especially when it comes to things that were previously considered uh, gene therapies. And you see a lot of his, um, I guess you could say, opinions about what constitutes scientific or medical innovation by looking at an organization called Welcome Leap, which was his response to the COVID-19 situation was to uh, have the Welcome Trust create an, an sort of an offshoot 
called Welcome Leap, which was described as basically being a global health equivalent of DARPA, uh, the Pentagon's research arm for global health policy. Beautiful. And he actually put in charge of that organization, uh, Regina Dugan, a former DARPA director who previously went on to make DARPA equivalents for Facebook and Google that were almost entirely focused on transhumanist endeavors. And Welcome Leap is really no different. And so um, essentially what we're seeing um, here, I would argue with Farrar, is um, a recipe for disaster when it comes to um, imposing experimental uh, medical technology on the population during public health crises. This is a guy who was very much invested in this stuff. And um, if you look at his history, it's also very much intimately linked to um, power grabs by the World Health Organization in the past. So, for example, his role with the uh, avian flu, the bird flu uh, scare of 2004-2005, which was parroted by the George W. Bush administration. Uh, also, that also that essentially brought into existence the international health regulations of the WHO in 2005, and is the exact same vehicle uh, through which they're attempting to execute this power grab by uh, amending those regulations. And he was, um, in terms of the types of uh, pandemic response policies he supports, it's lockdowns, masks, essentially all of that stuff. And he was really the architect of a lot of that specifically for the World Health Organization. Uh, Let me forward this just to add to some of his direct uh, comments and things that he has stated. Did, I want to know, did he mention his pronouns? That's the most important, Siege. Exactly. And he didn't. And that's what I'm most disappointed about. Here we go. Unbelievable. Those are his direct comments at the most recent uh, WEF meeting. COVID is not the only pandemic going on. TB is a pandemic. Oh, really? And I'm, I've argued very strongly against us setting up new vertical systems to deal with future pandemics. Mm -hmm. I would much rather we built the surveillance systems into horizontal ways of working mm -hmm. so that if you went in with your cough, whether it would be tuberculosis or whether it be COVID or whether it be influenza or any of the other respiratory infections that could be picked up in a horizontal system that's integrated into health systems in a strong way. And then that will be dealt with in the appropriate way. COVID is not the only pandemic going on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these jackasses. I love them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're so develop a yeah. health system because they care about our health siege. They care about our health, you know, and, you know, they use these buzzwords, right? Like horizontal, vertical integration. <laughs> horizontal uh, ass raping. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now just keep in mind that, that, you know, member states that participate in these, in these programs or, or member countries uh, will be mandating these type of uh, policies that the, the World Health Organization institutes uh, impose on, on countries. So I think that's something that we, again, we need to be mindful of. Uh, we need to we need to keep our eye on. I know that uh, Trump had advocated for the United States uh, removing its membership from the WHO, um, but we know that that Biden has signed us back onto it. So just be be mindful of these people that they're putting in position with these policies. And and I think we learned the other day as well that uh, there's a document and pretty much fact that now that when you go to any type of doctor's office and you're visited. If you mention it, because they, they always ask, right? Like, are, are you are you are you vaccinated? And I would just yeah. in, encourage anyone at this point to say, I I I, I choose not to answer because uh, apparently yeah. when, they are. When I when I went to when I when I went to the ER to when I tore my bicep, I went to the ER and they're like, uh, "Did you get your vaccine?" I'm like, no, I, I I didn't. 
That was like the first thing. They were concerned about if I was vaccinated or not. Like, it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah, it's it, it's absurd. But these are these are the agendas that, that are, are are putting for, put forth. They 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 didn't give up on on their goal of, of a complete you know surveillance state, on, <clears throat> and and that's what they uh, they want to accomplish. And uh, I I will put the links uh, to these videos that we're sharing today uh, in the Rogue Discord. Uh, that way, everyone can can go back and because again, it's it's a lengthy conversation. We don't we don't have time to 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 play it. Nor yeah. again, there's certain certain points, but there's other I think great data that is revealed in terms of what potentially this could could be uh, in the event that the the who moves forward, especially since he's being named the, the top science. You know, I, I, I'm surprised they didn't just recruit Anthony Fauci since he's unemployed at this point. B. I wonder what this top scientist is at the who because the previous guy, uh, he has no medical training whatsoever. The previous <laughs> guy, he was a, an accountant at like a dog food factory or something like that in, in, in like uh, uh, in in like Swaziland. You know, I mean, I wonder what this guy's background is. Chief economic fluffer. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. it is. He's another circle jerk boy who understands he, he, you know, he spent most of his life, his adult professional career with knee pads, fluffing his way to the top, because that's what you get in most of these Western uh, institutions. It's not by merit or skill is uh, it's about, you know, if you can you know jerk off the other guy next to you, how deep can you take it? We, you know, do you prefer it without lube? If you do, then it's you know all the more better. And uh, do you go to Bohemian Grove? Do you hang out and get ass raped? And if you do, then you you know you make it to the top because that's you know that's how those are all the criteria for graduating here in the West amongst the elites. It's what it is. It's what it is. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we shouldn't worry about all this, Siege, because we're sleepwalking into World War Three. So that's fine, right? Well, I mean, apparently that's that's the, the, the thing that's taking place. And um, there's you know a great article uh, that is up on Zero Hedge in regards to the United Nations uh, Secretary General uh, sounding the alarm bell saying that that's what that's where we are. We are literally walking into a potential uh, World War Three. Now, this is on the on the back of the fact that the Washington Post, which is pretty much a CIA de- uh, delivered type of, of media platform, uh, is stating that the CIA CIA director you know, recently held uh, secret meetings uh, with Zelensky talking about the next stages of, of the war where potentially they were going to attempt to broker a deal to say, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and say, hey, look, if, if you know, Russia ends the aggression, ends the, the, the war, that we will concede to giving, you know, 20 percent of, of Ukraine uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a joke. Idiots who are in no position, idiots that, that are part of an intelligence agency. And I use that word euphemistically, intelligence agency, and anything connected to the United States, I use it in the most lowest denominator possible, okay? So idiots in an intelligence agency, quote-unquote, who are part of a a larger military civilian apparatchik that is losing everything it's doing in Ukraine, that is literally running out, that is on the losing side, they're the ones who are going to negotiate. See, these assholes don't get it. Russia's done with negotiating. They are done. The whole thing that started with the special military operation was to go forward and to not only denazify Ukraine, but demilitarize Ukraine. And that is right now, folks, we have the amount of numbers that have been absolutely wrecked 
in Ukraine right now. Over 7,000 tanks and armored personnel carriers belonging to Ukraine have been vaporized. Over 300,000 dead Ukrainian soldiers and counting vaporized. This is going all the way. Yeah. They're not negotiating, and these faggots in the CIA are not going to be calling the shots. The, the, these Western, disgusting, degenerate, Satanist pedos are not the ones who are going to call the shots here. It's a different ballgame. And the world sees it for what it is. You got, you got people in a, in a euphemistically called intelligence agency in a country that is a third world country masquerading as a superpower. That is the United States. A third world country masquerading as a superpower with a fake economy that is in all reality between 2 and maybe $5 trillion. In fact, I would go far to say that the United States economy currently is probably on parity with India's economy, and India has more physical production at this point yeah. and higher potential at this point. Yep. With a broke-ass military, is trying to dictate to an industrial power who are the masters of land warfare what the terms are going to be. Oh, we'll give you 20% of Ukraine. No, motherfucker. We're taking 80% of Ukraine. You, you and your Western gay faggots and your homo and your Satanism and your, and, your, and, your, and your atheism and all the other isms you're with can have the other 20%. And then you can have all the rainbow parades you want. You can have you know, all the child mutilations you want, all the gender reassignment surgeries. In fact, you can make that the new Ukraine. Which will just be a, a sliver. Maybe, maybe make it the size of New Jersey, CJ. That'll be the new Ukraine. Be the size of New Jersey, and they can they can call it the Rainbow Mecca. It'll be a model for what the rest of the West of the West will look like. It's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be wonderful, and the people will love it because it's virtuous. Yeah, I mean, I very well said. I mean, how for can they even begin to think they're in a position to even broker? You know, at the and at the same time that they're attempting to broker a deal, they're they're increasing uh, the volume of 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 weapons of of funding. It, it makes no sense. Why why at this point would would there even be any room at the table for negotiations? It's 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 already over. They they've determined what their efforts are going to take place. The the speed um, has also increased in Ukraine in terms of the different you know actions that are taking place. I think that there was a a, a recent. Like what? Like four or five hundred Ukrainian soldiers were were wiped out within the next within within like the past twenty four to forty eight hours. Uh, so we're we're at a grand scale, and it's 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 too late. I mean, Russia understands the 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 stupidity that they're you know that they're dealing with, and and I think another overlying tone and message is just the entire humanitarian point where a lot of of countries have been asking the United States to relieve the the sanctions off of, of Syria. Uh, temporarily while they're recovering from the the massive earthquake that took place there and the state department said no that no, w- w- we're not going to relieve those the, those sanctions from them in the meantime they're they're dealing with you know what like you know i think it's up to a thousand two thousand plus uh people people that are dead you know those those people need relief efforts and it's going to be a massive rebanding re, uh, rebuilding there but that's what we're dealing with that's the stupidity of the west uh it, it it's very unfortunate these are are taking place but that the United States and the West is in no position to, to broker any type of, of deal at this point uh, between Ukraine and, and Russia. V, no doubt about it. 100%. And it's, and it's, um, it's unbelievable. 
Yeah, and, and the economic uh, part V, and I know that you know you've talked a lot about about stagflation. Our, our, our friend and you know former guest that we need to get back on, Charles Hugh Smith. It's been a been, been yeah, it's a been a long time. We got to get Charles back on. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He was a little bit limited, I think, on interviews for for a minute. He had some things going on that he was working through. Uh, but this is another uh, great article up on on Zero Hedge in regards to uh, what we're going to be entering into is the uh, deck. What he's uh, defining as the decade of stagflation V. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's exactly where we're headed. You know, we're we are in the in the we're about to enter a cycle, and I've told people all the time this, and I've been screaming it from the rooftops. Unless we, as the American public, become David DePape, okay, and David DePape is not the hero we deserve. He's the hero that we need, CJ. Okay. Yep. Yep. He's the hero that we need. Unless we become David DePape and we take a hammer to Washington, D.C. and reformat the entire system, it will never never change. But here's I'll go one step further. Unless we become David DePape and then the majority of the population is also civically minded where they're educated to understand what type of government we have, which most Americans have no idea. We still running around calling ourselves a democracy and we understand what the judicial process is and what the governmental processes look like what why there was separation of powers what is the whole thing called the constitution what's that all about what's this bill of rights nonsense all this other stuff right why is that important so unless we're civically trained and civically educated which they don't teach anybody these things anymore what are we rebuilding back that's number one and do we have the 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 courage to put a Biden in jail? Do we have a courage to purge Washington, D.C. of at least 90% of the people that are there? Do we, have the, do we have the courage to do so? And the answer is no, I'm afraid. The answer is I don't think we do. The answer is um, we are stuck in a trajectory that there's no escaping from. That's basically what it comes down to. There's no escaping this. Now, whether this thing falls apart in three years or five years, that's going to be an event-driven thing. It could fall apart next month. Because where we are right now is, you know, it's, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm up here saying, hey, you know what, we're, you know, here's the thing. I, I, the fact that we are one major event away from, from completely collapsing. In other words, we're hanging by a thread. And the fact that we're hanging by a thread should be the thing that should alarm you to no end. Because let's be honest here, Siege, this whole COVID BS and lockdowns ended like two years ago, right? Like a year ago, whatever, right? Dude, we still can't ramp up production of paper towels and toilet paper and necessary things, right? Eggs is an issue. All this other stuff. Yep. Yep. It's incredible. It's yep. It is. It is. And and, sta- and stagflation is coming. We're gonna have it. And it's the best of both worlds, Siege. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be hyperinflation and deflation together. It's gonna you're gonna get screwed from both ends. And you're gonna love it because you'll own nothing and be happy. But here's the here's the funny part. Assholes like Klaus Schwab is also going to wind up owning nothing and he'll be miserable as well. Because this also affects the Western elitists. This is not, they, they can't, look, when you have deflation, 
That is a nightmare to the banksters. They would rather have hyperinflation because hyperinflation benefits the state. Hyperinflation benefits those who are the most in debt. And who's the most indebted country on planet Earth? It's us. Because we're exceptional, Stan Siege. We do stuff. Indeed, we do stuff. Every day we do stuff. We do stuff. Anyway, man, what else is on the uh, the radar screen? Well, we, I know we have uh, uh, Matt Eret uh, to prepare, yes. prepare for. Eret's coming on at 2.15, 2.15 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, if you have not done so yet, uh, go go check out uh, the interview I did uh, last night with uh, Diane Sayre um, and uh, Nick. Oh, gosh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, he, one of the leads of the events uh, regarding the Rage Against the War Machine. Uh, a lot of, uh, man, th- this, is, this event's coming together. Uh, just nicely they have a lot of different speakers that are they've lined up um ron paul has already uh, signed up and said yes i will i will definitely be there uh, but the massive amount of guests that they have on this roster and, and i asked nick i said listen like if anyone wants to come on and, and 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 talk about this and you know what it means to them i mean this is this is it you know this this is the one of maybe one of the last attempts we have to bring an anti-war uh, a coalition together to to try to sound the alarm bells to get people to wake up to a potential of of a, of a, a larger outbreak with a, a world war v which you know isn't going to do humanity any good whatsoever so go check that out the link um is in in the description uh for the uh, rage against the war machines over also information over there in the uh, discord as well uh to find out more and get signed up for a uh, an email list um, if any people in the area plan on travel, they have a huge uh, document there of resources of, you know, where to stay and all that kind of good stuff. So I just wanted to make sure that people were, were aware of that, V. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that being said, folks, <clears throat> 215, Matthew Eret, be here or be nowhere. With that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>